0: Welcome to the Room 102 podcast, a podcast based in Champaign, Illinois, for students at Franklin Steam Academy, but really it can be for any middle school science student that wants to learn science during a long break from school. We're still in a long break from school right now, so let's go ahead and get started. Today we're going to talk about the history of atomic theory. We're going to talk about how we came up with the current sort of definition model that we have of an atom. Um, This is important because uh, this illustrates that scientists never know perfectly any piece of information that they try to explain. We create these categories and these models, but they're never perfect. They're always changing. And I'm sure that 200 years from now, your great-great-great-great-grandchildren will be looking back at what you believed an atom looked like. They're going to be like, you thought that that's what an atom looked like? You're so lame. So let's talk about how lame other people were to make ourselves feel better. As we talked about in the last episode, there were philosophers that sort of came up with the idea of an atom. Can there be something that isn't broken down or isn't easily broken down into different parts? Um, in the 17th century, John Dalton comes along and says there is. It's called an atom. It's a small sphere um, that can connect to other small spheres, and that's sort of what makes up different stuff. and the only difference between, like, copper and iron, or the only difference between um, uh, wood and cloth are how those spheres are arranged. Um, Now, he wasn't exactly right, because then we get to Ernest Ruther... Oh, sorry, J.J. Thompson. J.J. Thompson finds out that there's different charges inside of atoms. And so um, he does some experiments where he's able to move atoms around just by electricity. And so that shows that there's like positive and negative charges in atoms. And so he says, there's actually stuff inside of an atom. It's not complete, it might be indestructible, but there's definitely different parts where there's some positive parts and some negative parts. Um, So John Dalton, you're kind of wrong because some atoms can have different levels of charges. And so um, the atoms can all be arranged differently to make up different materials. That's the difference between like wood and plastic. But then the difference between iron and copper isn't that there's um, different arrangements of atoms, but there's different types of atoms. What sort of parts do they have? We have to go to a man called Ernest Rutherford now to figure out what those are. Ernest Rutherford says, okay, um, how do we figure out what these parts are? What did J.J. Thompson say uh, the different parts were made up of? And he said, well... He came up with this model called the plum pudding model. And you don't really know what the plum pudding model is because we don't live in Britain and we don't eat plum pudding. Plum pudding is bread with raisins in it. Um, And so, like, there's a squishy bread and these hard raisins on the inside. And so J.J. Thompson said that's what an atom is. An atom is this big, squishy sphere of positive charge. And then there's these little negative charges that are inside of it. And so Ernest Rutherford says, okay, well, if that's the case, then I should be able to smash those big squishy spheres against like uh, a piece of foil or a piece of metal. Um, And then I should see like evidence of splatter on the other side. And so Ernest Rutherford shoots these atoms at this foil and he's looking for this splatter. and He doesn't find any. What he finds instead is that some of the matter, some of the atoms and or the pieces of the atoms have bounced back to the front of the machine. Um, instead of smashing through the foil, they smashed um, backward from where the foil was shot. And he said, okay, well, that has to mean, the only thing that, that explained that is that there's a hard center in an atom. And he's absolutely right. That's the nucleus of the atom. Mm-hmm. Then people like Erwin Schrodinger and a couple of other like, quantum scientists were able to find out, oh, and sorry, Niels Bohr, uh, Bohr, Paul de Albert Einstein, Erwin Schrodinger, all sort of work together to find out that um, an atom is made up of the negative charges sort of um, rotating around the outside. And then there's a dense nucleus on the inside that has positive and it turns out even neutral charges. Um, They know that there has to be neutral charges inside of an atom because if it was just positive charges in this dense area, they would fly away from each other. Something would have to hold them together. And so they're held together by these neutrons. And so now we come to the modern understanding of the atom, kind of what you probably have been picturing of an atom when we've talked about atoms is there's electrons on the outside and then on the inside there's protons and neutrons. That's called the Bohr model of the atom. And we're going to talk about why the Bohr model, named after Niels Bohr, certainly not boring, ha, 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 why that model is so important. Um, But the story actually continues. We end up finding out that electrons and some of the other particles don't really act how we think they do. We tend to think when something is orbiting on the outside of a nucleus, if something is sort of outside of it and moving around, it must be moving in like a circular orbit. Well, it turns out electrons aren't moving in a circular orbit. Electrons are sort of just kind of transporting around the nucleus. It's hard to explain. It's almost as if they're teleporting. They're not really teleporting. I don't want you to get the wrong idea and go home and tell you and have you tell your parents that electrons can teleport from one place to the other. They they technically, but they kind of act like they do. It gets really hard. And so we get to this thing called quantum mechanics. Now, the good news about quantum mechanics is that it allows us to sort of take these microscopes and um, shoot different subatomic particles at atoms, and then we get some feedback and then that feedback allows us to sort of map what the atom looks like, quote-unquote. Really, you're getting a map of different vibration frequencies, but it sort of is a picture of an atom. Um, it's not what you would see with your naked eye, but it's it shows at least that it's there and how it's shaped, kind of. Um, but the, the big thing is that quantum mechanics ends up making... Uh, atomic theory very very confusing because it turns out that none of these things really act like they're hard spheres like john dalton and even ernest rutherford thought like ernest rutherford also thought that these were made of hard matter that kind of stayed in place it turns out it doesn't really stay in place that well it kind of like has an area that it takes up and then it's hard to know when it's in a certain area at a certain time Um, that's really good because it means we understand better but it's kind of led to more questions than it has answered anything So quantum theory is um, an interesting bit of science trivia as of right now, but it's slowly becoming um, to the point where we understand it well enough that we can use it for technological advancement like um, quantum computing computing and et cetera. And if any of you are listening to this who are professors at U of I who understand quantum mechanics better than I do, it'd be great if you could explain it in a different way because um, I don't really know how to explain it to a middle schooler without making it sound more confusing than it actually is. Um, if not, uh just know that again, as we learn more information, as we get more empirical data about um, things we observe in nature, a lot of times it leads to more questions than answers. Okay, we're gonna end with our joke for today. Why did the electron leave the atom Because it had its ion someone else? <laughs> oh, ion jokes. They're really, really good for puns. Okay, that's the end of the episode for today. I hope you all have a wonderful day and thank you for listening.